let me get started and I'll turn it over to Peter. So the uh, topic of the research meeting this week is uh, email archiving. It's a topic that uh, David has, uh, has studied quite a bit. He's actually got some uh, at least quasi-implementation experience with uh, a large pharmaceutical company. Um, more from the analyze and I guess design phases, not really so much the implementation phase, although he had some visibility there. And um, has developed a lot of models in this area. It's a hot area driven by uh, compliance and legal discovery and the like. And uh, it's something that the largest corporations are definitely uh, going after, and even some of the smaller ones are paying attention to. So with that as introduction, I will uh, turn it over to Peter Burris. Uh, thanks, Dave. And let, let, me, let me stress for anybody four of us that are on the call. Uh, last week's meeting was, the, the focus of last week's meeting was, was to test the technology that we were using. Um, the focus of this week's meeting is to test the ultimately pr having practice with the deliverables last week, actually put in place uh, a decent process or test the process we have in place for creating deliverables. And that process will be as follows. Uh, David will present. Uh, I will query, we'll all query, uh, David, try to push into uh, greater clarity and uh, greater applicability to the problems that the Wikibon community faces, and in the end I will summarize. Uh, out of that, we hope to see a series of professional alerts generated. We will uh, generate those professional alerts over the course of the next 24 hours and prepare them for distribution, uh, both on the site and through newsletter format, and uh, that's what we want to be able to test this week. Can we do a good job here in this call? Can we do a good job of identifying the uh, scope of professional alerts that would be generated by the call? And can we do a good job of uh, formatting them and subsequently uh, uh, publishing them for delivery over a couple of different channels? Uh, we will have another meeting sometime later this week. We'll agree to it uh, on the call sometime that will allow us to sit down and talk about the process, what worked, what didn't work, so that we can essentially go fully live next week and start the a little bit more aggressive process of recruiting other folks to participate in the conference call, certain that we have the technology down and the deliveries down, deliverables down. All righty. So with that in mind, uh, David, David Floyer, why don't you take us through the piece? Okay. Uh, good morning. Um, so the subject of today's uh, agenda meeting is email archiving, and uh, this is this area has been uh, driven by uh, uh, two primary.
main body of evidence that um, put Arthur Anderson out of business, that came from email. Um, uh, Citibank was uh, one that uh, Spitzer went after when Frank Goodman was uh, uh, saying one thing in public and writing totally different things in emails. Um, the uh, 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 Pricewater, Waterhouse Cooper, um, they were uh, couldn't find emails. Um, uh, that brought them uh, a lot of problems, and probably the biggest one of all was Stanley Morgan Stanley, uh, who uh, could could not find emails, uh, lost total credibility with the judge, and had uh, the uh, shifted the burden of proof so that Morgan Stanley had to demonstrate that it was innocent as opposed to uh, the suit against it, which had to demonstrate that Morgan Stanley were, um, uh, had, had done something wrong themselves. And as a result, there was a $1.45 billion judgment against Morgan Stanley. So email archiving is, is really important now uh, for, for all companies. Um, in addition to email archiving, increasingly important is uh, IM archiving. Is, is email management and being able to find them is IM uh, management. Uh, increasingly, people are going after that. Uh, voicemail is uh, digitally recorded in uh, many organizations, and uh, that's also on the, on the target list for, for lawyers. The second major driver is uh, compliance. Um, uh, again, uh, companies need to be able to uh, find email. Email is a, is a major facilitator of business, both inside the organization and outside the organization, and they need to be able to prove and find records uh, going back over a number of years. Uh, for in the medical area, it's up to 20 years. For, for most organizations, it's, it's up to seven years. So those are the two major drivers. Um, the key issues for email archiving is uh, the, 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 the biting the bullet uh, decision. Uh, previously, organizations used to rely on the fact that, that if it was difficult to get and uh, they could throw it away, then nobody could say, um, that nobody could prove anything against them. So it was uh, hopefully get rid of it or the problem, and on top of that, um, if it was just difficult, it would, it would be undue burden for them to retrieve it. Those defenses have been pretty well wiped away um, by a series of, of, of uh, court decisions. So there is no option for organizations but to be able to get email. Uh, so the, the core, for me, the core uh, uh, business decision is uh, that it, the, the best way of dealing with email, given that you have to do it, is to make it as good as possible and allow your lawyers in an organization to know what's there so there are no surprises. 
be able to deal with it proactively and avoid problems rather than hope that they won't surface. So that's a major mindset uh, difference. So email archiving uh, has been something that uh, has been mainly driven by IT and often used as a way of, uh, of reducing the cost of, of storing stuff because people tend to uh, store PST files anyway, um, should be driven by the business and it should be driven by uh, the requirement to avoid problems. So, um, for example, um, uh, internal email of sexual harassment or any sort of harassment uh, within the organization uh, can usually be tracked and picked up very quickly. And uh, if HR have systems that can monitor uh, emails uh, if efficiently and put those into place, then that reduces the likelihood and the cost and, and the indirect uh, costs of any sort of harassment within the organization. Uh, allows prompt action to be taken. Similarly, if uh, there are special deals being done uh, on the last day or the last few days of business, uh, which are not appropriate, or not in accordance with business guidelines, then again, those can be monitored for and uh, ensure that there isn't anything else, uh, ensure that the company isn't exposed uh, to uh, future lawsuits. So proactive use of that resource should be a major uh, driver or major driver of the implementation of uh, email archiving or IM marking archiving or any of those things. So uh, those should be the major drivers uh, for it and the technology uh, that's uh, to be implemented should reflect that. Uh, and these days there are a number of technologies uh, both software and hardware uh, uh, that can uh, supply uh, good archiving uh, solutions in the marketplace. Um, EMC was one of the first, uh, and since then HP has their RISC system as a large software uh, component uh, by, I've forgotten the name now, Somebody can help me with that. Um, so Symantec? Symantec. Yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to remember. KVS. Oh, Symantec. And now, uh, which is now part of Symantec. Uh, they've been very, very successful. And there are uh, niche areas uh, in the whole value chain within e uh, email archiving by uh, a number of companies which provide services, legal services for the formal uh, finding of emails of uh, um, rendition and all the other legal steps that have to take place uh, to uh, in, a, in a formal legal process. So um, uh, I, I think in terms of uh, 
focus, I think for me that's the core issue here. The 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 change from it being an IT might do it because it makes life easier, maybe a little bit of should do it, to companies having to do it. The email archiving is something that has to be done. Um, and uh, uh, it, it, it is a cost of doing business, and it should be one uh, to be turned into uh, a, a way of doing business better and avoiding the risks. Okay, I think that's, that's let's stop there and see whether that's sufficient uh, in terms of scope and, um, and go from there.
No, that's it. Well, let me let me see if I let me see if I can kind of if I if I kind of have this because this is there's a picture that's starting to form in my mind um, that essentially, as you said, the the, the primary the the uh, the real uh, cataclysmic shift in this is that it had email archiving had been something that essentially reduced the cost of disk um, as email exploded to now something that is has serious business requirements. Uh, so in many respects, previous it had been the driver had been uh, uh, when when it was driven by IT, the driver primary driver had been essentially the cost, the resources. Uh, now, with the business, the primary driver, it's a critical business function. You cannot, you cannot exist as a business in many circumstances without it. Uh, when IT was driving it, its use was very rare. It was largely an internal administrative set of tests for potentially rebuilding uh, user uh, files that had been lost. So if the user lost their PC and had to or upgraded their PC, and it was necessary to go off and, and get access to some um, uh, old contacts or old this that might have been uh, archived off or something like that. But it was a rare, relatively internally driven function or requirement today. With, uh, and and uh, I agree with you entirely. And just to add to that, uh, and occasionally people would ask for whatever emails they were for a particular person. So, so they, they had that capability. It was pretty expensive to do uh, because it, it meant finding the tapes, for example, and scanning through a lot of tapes or things like that. So IT did it, but put in a lot of roadblocks in terms of cost uh, and, and uh, complexity to, 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 to effectively use it as other than have to uh, in circumstances. Right. So, and, and the now the use is, is significantly more frequent and maybe continuous uh, because it's being driven by uh, externally invoked events, uh, lawyers making requests, uh, poking around, looking for opportunities to sue or, or attach to assets on the basis of their ability to do email discovery, uh, uh, governments uh, uh, testing whether or not someone's in compliance. Uh, additionally, uh, partners or uh, marketeers or salespeople trying to test whether or not business has been appropriately, business rules have been appropriately followed, etc. As a consequence of these, of the shift in uh, the, the perspective and the use, we now are in the midst of a pretty significant shift in the technology that is regarded as central uh, or seminal to actual email archiving capabilities. Before, it had been, well, we're going to do this because we would like to keep the emails around, but we're going to use tape, usually relatively inexpensive tape, because after all, emails run on inexpensive servers. Uh, it was regarded as a non-mission critical activity, and therefore the primary technologies that were utilized to back up and restore application in low-end, low-cost uh, tape that was relatively disposable, uh, but that was consistent with the IT mission of keeping the cost of archiving down as low as possible. Now, with the uh, frequency of use starting to go through the roof and certainly bringing in things like uh, instant messaging and voicemail, which creates that many more uh, individual records, if not actual, with not, if not the, the actual records themselves getting larger, 
now we're in a world where email archiving systems have to be designed to be read, have to be not just to have reduce the cost of writing and archiving, but dramatically reduce the cost of time associated with reading, scanning, uh, accessing, querying these systems, and that is dramatically adjusting the where the uh, the loci of values is where the balance point of value is away from something about the hardware cost, the hardware type, over in the software function necessary to actually utilize these systems. Is that is that a pretty decent? That's very very good synopsis indeed, Peter. Very good indeed. Yes, um, that's that, that that's really cool. What, what is happening in the marketplace? I just add one thing in terms of the drivers. Um, uh, the 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 two parts of that things that you have to do, and then the second is things which, given that you have to put that investment anyway, now become easily possible to do. So, for example, um, at this pharmaceutical company, they wanted to do a, a drive on the last three days of the month to see if there were any. Uh, emails, uh, passing things that they shouldn't, or anything else like that. It was so expensive that they gave up on the operation. Given that you've put in that much better read capability, those types of actions become much, much simpler to do and protect the company enormously. I mean, you can imagine what would happen if uh, a uh, Elliot Spitzer found out that they were uh, you know, bribing uh, doctors to take certain drugs, or if the FDA found out about that. Um, and uh, similarly with HR, uh, it used to be very difficult, and only did it. They only did it when they had to. In other words, when there was a formal complaint. Whereas, from a business process point of view, it would be far more effective to be able to proactively put in processes and procedures that would. Uh, uh, obviate uh, the uh, case even coming to to HR in the first place. Cool. So, so it seems to me as though we got uh, a couple things to focus on here. Um, one is I'd, I'd like to go a little bit over uh, the, the the evolution of the value proposition associated with the technologies, both from what are vendors going to have to do and what should users be focusing on. But before we get to that, there's one other thing that you haven't covered. Uh, explicitly, but implied uh, some issues, implied some uh, consequences of, and that is the issue of privacy. Uh, and I don't mean mm -hmm. privacy vis-a-vis mm -hmm. the corporate entity, uh, because you know obviously this is all about lawyers making a, a play and and being successful at arguing that the corporation should not have uh, any privacy in the context of at least certain regulatory and and other legal. But what about individuals? There had been a, uh, a long-standing uh, debate over who owns one's email. And I know that for many years there were uh, relatively sophisticated algorithms and, and approaches put in place to try to, uh, such as uh, double-blind queries, so that I, I, could, I could identify an email exchange that went on without necessarily having to, um, through a relatively complex opt-in process, without necessarily having to uh, uh, pretend, potentially undermine the privacy of an employee. Uh, 
where does that sound? It sounds, it sounds like it, it, today. it's been blown out of the water. That uh, that defense. So, so the lawyers inside corporations have been very clear. The needs or the requirements of of, of legal protection on the corporation far outweigh uh, the uh, any potential individual employee privacy benefits and supersede any individual employee privacy concerns. Right. There, there was a explicit dis uh, court decision, uh, which I don't have in front of me, but I think I, I'm sure I could find. There was an explicit court decision uh, which uh, said that corporations don't have the right to privacy, that, 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 that having a private exchange within a corporation is not uh, a defense. Um, so, uh, uh, against not producing emails. So that blew out one part of what you were saying. Uh, and then the second one is, the, the second one is... Uh, wait, wait, wait. So, so the bottom line is there is no more individual privilege in the context of, of email when it's a, email, uh, email inside a corporation. Right, and then that, that in, in, in essence blew out the second one, which was the, you know, the, the privacy for a person. Uh, once they are then part of that corporation, they, that, that defense goes out with the first one. So, so that has been clearly, uh, the courts have laid down that and, and taken that away completely as a, as a reason for not having, uh, not having access to all emails. Okay, so is the, so if if I uh, is, is, is in those circumstances, is the court saying, have court said if I use a company supplied PC, or I use a company supplied network, or I use a company supplied email system, is it is it is it in other words, is the segmentation? Well, here's where I'm getting with this. To what degree do users within corporations really fully comprehend this? Uh, so, in other words, to what degree is, there, are, is, the, is the use of email starting to change inside corporations as a consequence of that? Is that a direction that, that the corporation should be taking? So, in other words, uh, should we be telling folks that, uh, that, that, uh, uh, that you know, my, my belief, and I could be wrong about this, is that if a if an employee uses a corporate email system, that by definition any mail generated or, or exchanged through that system is by definition an asset of the corporation and therefore open to discovery and and and, and correct come under correct correct and, and, and use a corporate well, wait, wait a second if I use a corporate supplied PC to access an individual email system those same rules do not obtain in other words the, it's the it's the, the the rules apply when I use the system and not a piece of hardware from an employee standpoint, is that correct? I, 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 I don't know for certain that full definition has been tested in court, but if, if the, I would suspect, given all of the other decisions have come down very, very clearly in terms of, of, uh, of uh, the, those emails being admissible in evidence, uh, I would expect that anything that a uh, does which touches the company on any of those things, PCs, uh, networks, um, or email systems, anything which touches the company would be open for discovery. Now, and, 
seen uh, from from the email policy statements that that individuals have been given in organisations, uh, those are, are increasingly clear that uh, all emails are open to uh, being viewed by the company, and, and it says so explicitly. But that hasn't necessarily been tested yet. So in other words, we, we don't know of a circumstance. Obviously, our job is not to. No, I, 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 we're not liars. Yeah. Right. But we don't we don't know at this juncture whether or not uh, there's been a test of uh, somebody's Gmail, uh, somebody's Gmail archive um, uh, being tapped as part of a discovery process. And the reason for doing this is twofold. Number one, it says something about how corporations need to. Uh, what kind of policies and, and adoption criteria need to be put in place. But also, we talked about EMC, HP, and Symantec. To what degree are third-party or external email suppliers also going to find themselves beset by identical uh, concerns um, for, for archiving? Uh, and and, and you know, to what degree will they find themselves not necessarily, obviously, being uh, the ones whose assets are necessarily attached, but might find themselves in the uh, in the crosshairs of a lawsuit because they can't produce uh, email that they heretofore they would have expected might have been personal as opposed to part of a corporate stream of assets. Uh, that's a very that. interesting question. Yes, yeah, that's a very interesting question. Um, something worth and something worth further exploration at some point in time. Even though yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think from from the company's point of view. They would have to, I, I believe it would only be sensible for them to assume that any emails going anywhere, they, they are through the, through the network, um, they would, uh, that there would be potential. I mean, if, if, if uh, two uh, employees were using IM on Yahoo or email on Gmail uh, to, to communicate um, as part of business, I, I, I cannot see any defense uh, to that, uh, personally, from, given, given what I've read. I mean, generally speaking, from what I've read, it, 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 you know, any privacy protection is from the government, and of course with the Patriot Act, that's, it's, uh, the government has a lot more latitude now, not uh, employers. Employers have a lot of rights with regard, from what I understand, of, um, you know, searching and accessing. Correct, corporate assets, and, and you know, from all the cases I've read, that seems to be the general tenor. Yeah. Right. That, that, but I'm, that you're, you're, you're raising a different point. That's a, that's, I think you're correct, David, even though there was some discussion for a while about about that. Um, corporations, for example, uh, there were some, some uncertainties about whether or not corporations could open your mail. Uh, still is. But anyway, um, the, the real reason I'm asking is I'm, I'm envisioning a circumstance
That's right. They found piece after piece after piece, but 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 yeah, they, they 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 kept coming back and saying, "Oops, we found some more. Oops, we found some more," and eventually lost credibility. And, and then they tried to argue in court um, that it would cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to do an email archive. They had an email archive system which they didn't tell the court about, and they tried to claim it would cost them hundreds of thousands of dollars. And the court very explicitly said it, that we found that it does not take hundreds of thousands of dollars to do an email archive search. Uh, I mean, it was so explicit, the actual writing of that finding was so explicitly, you know, telling anybody in the future, don't use that as a defense. Well, also, you know what would be interesting is, if that's part, I, I'm, I don't know, David. It is part of the record, yes, I've got actually, okay. actually read that. That would be, that it would be an interesting, that would be an interesting link to put to the, in the piece to provide guidance to folks who wanted to know how much an email archiving system should cost. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't say that it, that it, it, it says that, uh, you know, in, to, in today's modern technology, it is cheap to get okay. uh, data. That's what it was saying. Yeah, so, so, so where I'm going, where I'm going with this point is that, uh, presumption of guilt um, apparently is, or the, the, the presumption that, uh, that emails or, or messages uh, yep. should be attachable or, or should be open to discoverable, yeah, yep. should be discoverable, um, has been tested mm -hmm. in circumstances where the email system was owned by the corporation. What happens if uh, the set of emails in question are actually being managed, however, by Google, mm. and does that does Morgan Stanley and Google says, sorry, that's not part of our practice, it's not part of our policy, we don't do this. You know, somebody says they want to delete the message, we delete the message. Um, and somebody and Morgan Stanley suddenly finds themselves in a circumstance where they are still liable for that business communication for getting access to that business communication, but the business communication did not take place on their systems, is Google going to then find themselves being fined or pulled into some circumstance where they have to say, oh, no, we can actually find it, or is Morgan Stanley going to be, uh, or, or some company, going to be uh, 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 put on the block uh, as a consequence of the fact that Google's practices don't allow people... It's interesting, isn't it? I, I, susp I, I mean, w if we were giving guidance to anybody, uh, obviously they would go to a lawyer, but it, it, it would seem to me that if uh, Google is going to offer this as a service to the business community, um, that they would have to ensure as part of it that they uh, were able to archive it in a way that uh, allowed the organization to comply with uh, the, the regulations. Absolutely, and I think that, and I think I'll, I think again, I, as I said, I think that that's a that's a that's a, uh, a, a an issue for further research. Mm. Uh, but it becomes even more interesting and more critical now that Google has, uh, has launched their business, right. uh, their, right. their hosted business applications, yeah. right. uh, because uh, you know they, the issues of of uh, the, the issues of legal compliance and these types of things. Um, I mean, ultimately, that becomes increasingly, as you said, uh, the the 
Microsoft provides a piece of software or sets pieces of software for Office, Word, Excel, Exchange, Outlook, etc., that have a certain value that has been fully, uh, fully adopted and fully exploited and are essentially infrastructure level of benefits that, you know, you have a negative benefit if you don't use it, that's kind of stuff today. Um, but that the differentiable value associated with these technologies, as a consequence, is increasingly moving into other domains, like, well, you've written the email, you've sent the email, it got there, that's jacks or better. Can you actually archive it? Can you actually uh, search on results based on, as you said, proactive uh, verification of business practices, which is a different set of activities, and one wonders whether or not it is that the future will dictate that the that uh, the 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 ability to demonstrate through the software or supporting software that you can specifically comply with the legal environment as the case law starts to more fully factor technology and business ethics and 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 whatnot um, that it will become increasingly required that the uh, regulatory and uh, and and various case law edicts become a a more major or more uh, focused uh, point of differentiation in uh, in the IT space. And right. it sounds like the answer is it, it absolutely will, uh, certainly in terms of how people collaborate, certainly in terms of how customers and businesses interact with each other uh, and employees interact with each other. And, and my guess is that this, this whole notion of email archiving is probably, if you will, many, in many respects, you know, HIPAA and some of those things, but especially email archiving because it takes kind of a HIPAA problem, which is relatively uh, uh, almost stovepiped, and says, no, this has general implications across, across the business. Yes. I think, I think there's two interesting technological uh, points of, of email archiving. Um, the first is that um, one of the critical technologies is deduplication so that you can take an email that's been sent to many people and forwarded and forwarded but still remains the original email and and identify that block of data as a unique block of data and and, and hold it once and, and be able to see where it has gone go go you know, follow the chain in either direction uh, so that's a, a, a very powerful technology uh, that at the moment is, is in the hardware solutions and not yet in the software, but I'm, we'll, we'll come down to the software solutions. Um, so th th that's a, a, a very interesting technology. And the second technology is uh, technologies like uh, Google's um, Bigfoot, their they're, they're distributed Google system, which uh, essentially uh, only writes once. Uh, it never changes anything. It appends the new version of, of anything on the end of the file, essentially, and builds up a historical uh, file which, which grows and is essentially never thrown away. Uh, so the, the, the concept of never throwing away any data at all. Uh, but just adding it on to the end, and the, 
meaning that they're going to be faults and, 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 and crashes and everything, being able to, to, to have highly available file, distributed file systems that, that are additive in this way and then, then can be scanned for uh, the path through them or, the, or, or whatever the other characteristics that they have uh, in parallel and very rapidly indeed. So it's two, two interesting, very interesting technologies which are taking uh, file systems um, and, and uh, taking access to those file systems in a, uh, in a different direction. Uh, which is which is very appropriate for the um, uh, for the uh, what do I mean uh, the the the, the non-formatted um, what's the word I'm looking for uh, the the type of data which is um, unstructured data for for for, for the management and, uh, and and access to unstructured data. So these this is essentially it can exchanges so state stays within the document. Correct. Absolutely. So the whole path is there. You don't destroy anything. And and the, and the other one, the deduplication, is that when you have multiple paths and multiple sets of the data being identical, you can identify that and, and, and keep that one record of that data. Okay, we've covered a lot of ground here. Um, uh, what are we going to call this? Well, there's, uh, from, uh, there's two different things that we've been covering, one of which is, uh, and, and maybe we break it into two, one of which is um, email archiving uh, is essential to look at it from a business perspective, um, and what are the business drivers, and, and, and given that things are going to have to be put in there, how should businesses uh, 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 drive uh, email archiving and IM archiving and the other things, how should they exploit it so that they avoid problems rather than have to react to problems. So that's one uh, piece of what we've been talking about. The second is uh, some of the technical uh, uh, issues um, around it and the, I think, uh, almost certainly some major opportunities for innovation and uh, uh, solving problems in, in very different ways that very, very large-scale uh, archiving and access to those archiving of unstructured data is providing. Yeah, uh, agreed. I think we can since we're trying to keep this piece relatively uh, circumscribed, that I think that the core thing, as you, as you mentioned yourself, is the bit flip that's gone on um, uh, from, from IT, from an IT orientation to a business orientation. Um, and the, the catalyst for that is, you know, <laughs> lawyers, some, some lawyers getting really Lawyers discovering how to do email discovery. <laughs> uh, seriously, as a consequence, opening up whole new business areas for themselves. Um, I think that that probably is one of the real catalysts here. So, uh, uh, so, 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 
kind of interesting. Um, something along the lines of you know email archiving moving from the you know server room to the courtroom or something. Border. Yeah, but it really is a courtroom. Yeah. Really well, it, I, I, yeah. Maybe, maybe email archiving, colon, uh, from server room to courtroom to boardroom. Yeah, there you because go. Said the the uh, it's, once you put these capabilities in place, it opens up a whole bunch of new potential business opportunities that could have pretty significant ramifications for how business operates. Yep. Email archiving moves. Email archiving moves from server room to courtroom to boardroom. How's that? I like it. Email archiving moves from server room to courtroom to boardroom. Right? Email archiving, colon, moving from ser server room to courtroom to boardroom. And here's the summary. The discovery by the lawyering community that email archives present a new vein for business has led to a large number of lawsuits in which old emails become the key piece of evidence used to used to convict corporations of wrongdoing. As a consequence of this simple change, email archiving is being taken away from uh, email archiving is no longer or email archiving capabilities are no longer let me step back. Email archiving capabilities should no longer be focused on narrow IT interests, open paren, e.g. Uh, keeping the cost of storing old emails low, uh, or close paren, and are now uh, much more in the domain of the business, specifically the legal uh, function within a business. Lawyers view email archives as absolutely essential to proper business operation. Email archiving is a has become a mission critical application. As a result, the technologies that are being utilized for successful email archiving systems are no longer focused narrowly on the reducing the cost of writing email to an archive structure, but rather at extracting and querying email that is necessary to support a low cost and hopefully, from the business pers business's perspective, successful discovery process. The drivers behind this are both the need to have to, to support uh, 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 to better support the legal activities of defending the corporation, as well as the requirements associated with staying in compliance of increasingly information-orientated regulations. However, this process of moving the perspective of email archiving from the IT server room to the courtroom will further evolve.
associated with being able to ex uh, query, extract, and rapidly uh, make sense of large amounts of unstructured data will find themselves increasingly in the boardroom as companies attempt to uh, consider issues proactively, like verifying business practices or testing whether or not employee management activities are conducive to the cultural edicts of the corporation. Over the next few years, we'll see significant new case law test the limits and requirements of email archiving, and that will, uh, con will continue to drive significant new investment in these technologies. But we will also start seeing businesses further experiment with the capabilities created by email archiving in other uh, business domains. Action item. Businesses, uh, IT must facilitate the transition to a legal business-driven email archiving approach, recognizing that that approach itself will evolve to increase focus on, the, on access to unstructured data for business query. However, IT organizations must also help the business fully factor uh, in, a, in a more comprehensive way how email technology affects business risk and opportunity by pointing out the new email technologies, e.g. Uh, open print, e.g. hosted email, uh, closed print, that employees uh, uh, as well as other messaging technologies, e.g. instant messaging and voicemail, that employees utilize to uh, perform both business and personal communications today. So let's take a look at that and, uh, and see 